Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of a show that you probably thought was dead, but we're not going to go anywhere. It's Tales from the Spinner Rack. Back <laughs> at it again. We are yep. back at it again. Welcome, back. welcome everyone. We are back. Yes, yes, yes. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, but... <laughs> Corbin got it. Corbin got it. When, when did Matt start being around? <laughs> but uh, we, we, you know, things happen. Exactly. Let's be life honest. things happen. Life um, is whack. Life happened. Uh, people got busy. Comic books got in short supply, and now they're not even existing right now. So you're asking, what are they gonna do with a show called Tales from the Spinner Rack when they've got no new comics to re- review? Well, here's what we're gonna do. The 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 proof is in the pudding. It's the name's in the title. The title says it all. Tales from the Spinner Rack. So we're going to bring you some entertainment from different parts of the comic book industry. Not just new release comic books. We're going to do lots of great things on this show. So if yep. you're into comics and you're into superheroes and you're talking to comics, everything comics. This show is everything comics. Unlike our sister podcast, Absolute Geek, which Corbin and I are part of. We, we talk all of pop culture. It's vast. We, we encompass a little bit of everything. This is strictly comic books. And maybe a little comic book movie since they go hand in hand. But Tales from the Spinner Rack is back. We're going to be here every Sunday. Hopefully. <laughs> we got hopefully. It. Asterisk. Hopefully. <laughs> three o'clock Arizona time. Ready Life to entertain you. To give you a little bit of entertainment to end your weekend. Uh, to start your work week or your week depending on your situation. I know everyone's in a different boat right now. Um, some of you are working. Some of you aren't. So it is what it is. But um yeah. So how have you guys been? Go ahead and introduce yourselves. If you don't know, if you don't listen to the Absolute Geek Podcast and you're just stumbling across this, my name is Matt. My name is Corbin. And I am Jay. So let's, let's start this off like they don't know us. All right. I know a lot of people who watch this show are going to know us because we are, they watch Absolute Geek. And so I transitioned this show from being a standalone over to Absolute Geek. Um, so it is now encompassed with that. So a lot of us know that, but why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself, Jay, for people who might not know and your experience with comics and your background in comics, everything like that. Um, sure. Well, uh, I used to be on another podcast, a pop culture podcast, and I left that and started my own thing called audio ammunition, which is mostly music related, but we, we do dabble in pop culture. Um, I started reading comics, gosh, when I was like maybe 10, 11 years old. Um, I wish I could say I haven't stopped, but there was that period when, um, you know, uh, driver's licenses were getting, um, you know, we were getting our cars and, you know, that kind of lifestyle. And so I kind of dropped comics for a while, but... I've been reading them again since, um, gosh, well, yeah, maybe like, like early two thousands. So it's still been a while, um, that I've been back into stuff and I mostly read, um, like new, newer comics. Um, I do, you know, I still pick up like, like the older arcs, um, trades of, of, you know, major events and stuff. But for the most part, I'm, 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 I'm all about um, Wednesday. Wednesday's best day of the week. There you go. And the man who needs no introduction, the kind of <laughs> barbarian himself, 
the man who can lift more comic book boxes than any man can. It's Corbin Ford. Oh my God. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about your comic book background, Corbin. Matt is bringing the humor heat today. Okay. Um, my name's Corbin, comic book barbarian. Uh, love my comics. Been a, a big part of my life always. Um, I Batman is my all-time favorite on the DC side. Spider-Man for the Marvel side. You can't make me choose between better uh, publishing team. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to read all of them. Uh, cinematically, I will say Marvel, just because, come on, it's obvious. Um, <laughs> always hear me try to get any plugs in for Batman, Gotham by Gaslight, as I think it is a severely underrated book. You will always hear me take cracks at Tom King for his Batman run, because I think it was horrible. All right? Um, I'm always picking up trades, picking up comics. I have a problem for that, but I, I don't think it's a problem. It's something to be embraced. Um, so, really it's loving that. It's a it's problem. A problem. Okay. It's a problem. <laughs> always looking for the next Comic-Con. We're also trying to manage money, so I have some capital for said con. Uh, and I'm always in Matt's ear about outlandish comic ideas that you know may or may not never be seen, so I won't share them here because, who knows, you may see them on a future episode. Um, I'm not doing that. Messing with Jay and the crew, and, and you know, I'm just excited for the show. So, uh, yeah, that's me. If we have any Comic-Con promoters out here listening to this show and they want Corbin to be a guest, there's one thing you have to have before Corbin will say yes. Oh. And that's geek speed dating. If you don't have geek speed dating, Corbin's a no-go. He's not coming to your show. So That's the truth, though. So let's make that happen. You're right, Matt. Appreciate that. And if you're first turning into this and you have no idea what Absolute Geek is or what Tales from the Spinner Rack is or who we are, my name is Matt. I've been collecting comments since I was knee-high to a PI. The very first comic book I ever owned bought for me was Spider-Man 375. It's got it's that gold cover with Spider-Man and Venom fighting on the uh, the front of it. That's the first comic book I ever owned in my life. So that's where I started and I've been going ever since, man. And uh, still still going. I, I collect modern and uh, old school books. Always try to add to my collection. Always, always, always. And, uh, you know, I surround myself with, with people who I consider to be a vast plethora of comic book knowledge. That's what I think everyone in this group and Absolute Geek is, is there a, a encyclopedia of comic book knowledge. I can go to any one of these guys and say, hey, what's this? And they, they're on top of it like nobody's business. So that's We're here for you. There you go. That's what we're going to do here on the Spinner Act, though. We're going to talk comics, everything comics, and, that's, and nothing but comics. And so let's go ahead and kick it off. We have no new release of books to review like we were before. We got that coming whenever they start shipping books, yada, yada, yada. First of all, I kind of talked about it. We kind of talked about it on, on Friday, but I want to get your, your thoughts real quick before we dive into our list. Thoughts, Jay, on Dan, or not Dan, you, you always say Dan did idiot, and you got me getting near his Dan You got me. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Slot leaving Iron Man. Good. I've, I've one thought. Good. <laughs> That's everyone's response. Everyone's because response. Because it, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's turned into something so convoluted and 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 it's almost like when it's when that horrible storyline and everyone pans it, it it's it's been trying to get fixed and in that process it gets even worse and worse and it becomes like this teetering block of of just garbage and and it's about time someone just knocks it over and starts over again very nice i couldn't have said it better myself I, I, I mean, 
I had muted myself, so I started talking. I agree. We've been here before, Corbin. I know, I know. We've we've done this. Um, no, I agree completely with Jay saying. I just like I have such a soft spot for Dan Slot, uh, that it it's good. It's good that he's no longer an Iron Man because that was that had run his course. Um, he I had mentioned this to Matt before. He had made it seem as if it was idea that it was his. Um, it was always planned for him to leave at issue twenty five, which means it probably was never planned for him to leave at issue twenty five, as we all know. (laughs) Um, and you know what? I mean, I think if he's, again, I hate to draw a comparison to Tom King, but I'm on brand. So here I go. If he's in a structure where he's able to write a book without, <clears throat> excuse me, setting too high expectations, keeping it focused and, and tight throughout, I think he can flourish in that role because he is a very good writer, but some yeah, of the things yeah. get too much rope. He doesn't know what to do with that rope. And then because we're like, oh, it's Dan Slott. The expectations are sky high. And let's say he brings a C-plus game or a C-minus. We're expecting A-plus because he's on A-listers like Spider-Man or, I mean, Iron Man since the MCU's been on an A-lister, in my opinion. Then you don't reach up those expectations. It's like, why are you here? You know what I mean? So I'm with you, Jay. And it, it, it's kind of simple. It's good. I just feel bad because I think that Dan Slott could thrive in the right role. I just don't know what that role would be right now. Yeah, I you know, that's one thing I just want to end with. I do respect Dan Slott as a writer very much. But but this this the Iron Man run was no it's just not him, I guess. It's very much like we said with 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 Dan Slott is is known for uh he he can open, but he can't close. He gets you to that mountaintop, oh, but it, it never delivers. And if you if you watch any of our shows, or you know anything about movies, sticking the landing in the end is the most important part. And he he fails to do that. Um, but before we get into our lists here and the topic of the show, did you guys have you guys picked up any new books during quarantine? Uh, anything you want to share with our listeners? Anything you any goodies you you uh, may have splurged on? Or since that, since uh, all the conventions are, are done and canceled for the most part, um, any any convention money you've had saved up that you're you're splurging? Give me literally five minutes and I'll be right back. I don't need five. I just need a minute. I say five minutes. What do you think this is? Look at the star power here. Look at the star power. I give him, I give him a, a fantastic intro fit for a king. And he's like, let me just take my sweet ass time to get whatever I need to get. Right? I'm going to go right and get my books. I'll be right, right. back. I got, all right. What you, what you got, Jay? Well, so yeah, I, right before, um, you know, well, not before, but after, um, it was announced that no new books were coming out. I went and, and just grabbed a ton of stuff that I didn't get for whatever reason. Either I, I thought, well, because, you know, comics being so expensive, you have to really, re- or at least I, for me, I have to really pick and choose what I'm going to get. I can't just grab fistfuls of whatever I want. So I went back and I got um, some series that... Um, I want, I, I wanted to get, but either just didn't have time. I uh, didn't have the money at the time and they just got away from me. Um, but two of the ones that I was, um, uh, the most impressed with is, so I, I'm a big fan of immortal Hulk and Al Ewing's writing in that. So, um, I went back and got, um, Valkyrie, which, um, he does with, uh, gosh, the, Jason Aaron and I went back and got um, Guardians of the Galaxy um, that nice. he started re- that, he, that rebooted with him and I haven't been a big fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy books I thought I think they've been pretty terrible for a while but 
Al Ewing's reboot is really, really good. Um, and he, he has a really neat way of, of just getting inside a character and really making you feel for them and their situation. Um, it, it's like he, just, he takes it to an, uh, uh, just a, another level and he did the same thing with Valkyrie, who is Jane Foster. And the just, you know, there's, there's been like nine uh, issues of Valkyrie so far. I picked all of them up. And uh, five, four or five of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I got them all in. So far, they've been great. And I think I'm going to start reading these regularly. There you go. I did. Corbin, what you got, yeah. man? Okay, so I went to my little comic shop after, like, the last time we recorded. I picked up all the back issues, of course, that I hadn't gotten to. Um, yeah. I don't know why it's still on Legion of Superheroes, but... Uh, yeah, I that's sad. <laughs> Accidents happen. Um, then I whole trade. Um, this was the greatest Batman stories ever told. Now, I'm sure we've all seen these floating around. Um, the My LCS has a really, like, good set of half-off trades. Um, this one was actually printed in 1988, so any of the "Quote unquote greatest Batman stories ever told" up to 1988. I grabbed. Is Gotham grabbed, by Gaslight uh, in there? It is not. Gotham by Gaslight didn't come out till 1989. Uh, so, Michelle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm sure. Newsflash: It still wouldn't be in there. <laughs> Spoiler alert: It's still not going to be there. Oh my goodness! Then I grabbed this. Um, I love Kingdom Come. It's one of my favorite books. Uh, obviously, Mark Wade and. Um, uh, Alex Ross on the art, and this one is the edition with all of the sketches and everything that out afterwards. So the book literally is half story. Um, the story ends right here, and the other chunk of it is literally him describing every character in the story from the inclusion of Red Robin and um, you know uh, the what's it called the offspring of um, uh, Wonder Woman or whatever in Aquaman. It's literally all these characters because when you look at the book. You know, especially with the context and the depth of the story, there are so many characters in there that some you can pick out of the eye of like, okay, normal DC heroes, and others you're like, who are they? But the fact that everyone had a comic book background um, from those two just further impressed upon me the greatness of the story that they're projecting this future and they have to come up with all these characters. So I really enjoyed that. Um, that's why I picked it up. Then I had to because I was going to... Um, grab the hardcover version of the Tales from the Dark Multiverse. I wanted to support my LCS. This was on sale for like, what, 20 bucks. So I just grabbed every one of them again because I have a thing about hardcovers. I'm not really a big fan of them. So, I mean, I don't like the dust jacket. I don't like keeping it without they're, the dust jacket. They're harder to dry out when they get wet from your water heater, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you right. I see you digging at me. And then... um. My LCS also knows that I love Wizard Magazine. So every time they come oh, across... Man. I miss Wizards so much. I, I never had the joy of experiencing them like, as they came. Sucker for them all now. And oh. So aside, yeah. And then I it's for a dollar I get them. And so I got this one, um, which is the JLA edition. Uh, and then I have another one that is just out of reach. So I'm not going to grab it. That's just on the X-Men. And um, I also placed a hold on a bunch of stuff on eBay for uh, Marvel Essential I just wanted to build my collection out. And I am also talking to Fantastic Worlds Comics about getting a couple of books that they have to me. But 
we're trying to figure out the distance and shipping and traveling thing. So I've been using that money, like you said, well, well you know, well, well, well spentfully, in my opinion, Matt. I'm trying to load up on this and then put a cap on it in go. hopes of a future invention. There you go. Well, me, so oh, yeah, after they canceled San Diego Comic-Con and after I got done for about three hours of ugly crying in the shower, <laughs> I decided that I was going to spend my money on some books that I've always wanted. But have not that have for whatever reason or not have always uh, avoided me. So Shut during uh, during this uh, whole Corona thing in using my Comic Con money, I picked up a copy of Amazing Spider-Man One Twenty Two, The Death of the Green Goblin. Is it really one twenty two? I'm just kidding. I was gonna make a joke. Only we would know. <laughs> I picked up Secret Wars number eight, the first appearance of the black suit Spider Man. Sick. That's I picked nice. up a 9.0 Uncanny X Men 266 first continuity appearance of Gambit, signed by Chris Chris Claremont and Joe Rubenstein. That's a beaut. And then I got the Mecca, yeah. the book I've always searched for, for as long as I've been a collector, but for some reason has always avoided me. But it avoids me no longer. Amazing Spider Man 300, signed by the Todd Father himself. Wow. So that's that's what I've been spending my my uh, con savings on. So that's fire. I already have. I, uh, Matt knows this. I already have a Batman Beyond run that is going to take my next check. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, wow, those are every time I see those books, I'm like, <sighs> I'm not there at my. I'm not. Matt's like a level ten of comic collecting. I'm still on like a level three, but I can't wait to get there. I mean, I'm, I don't Someday. know if I'd be level ten. I think I think a Kyle and a Brian who there's twenty levels. beautiful books. Okay, then I will take that. <laughs> if there's twenty levels, I'll take that. <laughs> but that's that's what I spent my quarantine stuff on. So, you know, it, it's been a blessing and a curse, I guess, all the way around. But yeah. So let's get into this. Um, so what we decided to do, since there are again are no new comics, we decided to take our top ten, or in Corbin's case, seven. Unless he's going to pump out 10 somehow. <laughs> I'll pump out 10 with the honorable mentions that are no longer honorable mentions. We decided to open the Marvel Universe to any character. And we're going to p- design our own Avengers teams. And we're going to go through and break them down and talk about why uh, why were they on our team, where they fit, what kind of mission you think this team would be fantastic for. And then we're going to have a poll. If you're watching us on YouTube, we're going to have a poll on our YouTube. And you get to choose who you think picked the best Avengers team. And we'll even have a little area for it on our Facebook page, facebook.com for slash absolute geek podcast. We'll have a little picture paste on there for it as well. Uh, and social media, but you get to choose which one of us picked the best Avengers team. Who wants, who wants to kick us off? Do we, do we want to give our entire team or do you want to go position by position? I think we should do position by position well let's elaborate on positions then because i mean number okay number slot yeah okay cool i'm like like 10 uh, up or do you want to give your whole team and because i figured you could give give your 10 and and kind of add why you got them but unless that might be a little bit boring to the listeners we can give our whole teams and kind of discuss why we did what we did um I, I like the doing it one one at a time and then just giving it like a brief explanation. All right. Well, who, wants, who wants to kick us off then? 
why not myself with my number one choice? I'm just kidding. I like how I nominated myself to go first. Yeah, hey, that's fine. I'm, I'm expecting your entire team to be different versions of, of Black Panther anyways. So. I was about to say, it's, 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 it's the Black Panthers. Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly, though, the number one choice was T'Challa himself. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to pick him. I mean, you have, you're literally the king of, of, of the ruler, main, ruler of Wakanda. I said king of Wakanda. You have all these resources at your disposal. Forget your own attributes physically as the Black Panther and everything that comes with that. You're one of you're the leader of this entire nation. You're a diplomat. You're a warrior. You're level-headed in terms of when to attack rationally and when not, except, you know, except for the immediate death of his father. And uh, of course, who would be in their right mind at that moment? And I think that he is the most equipped to be one of the leaders of this team. I wouldn't say the head-on leader because the Avengers to me is a team of literally the best heroes that we have. All of them are uniquely qualified and I would think that leadership would be at the top of those attributes. However, the combination of the Black Panther has not only financially, but physically, mentally, I think makes him most equipped to be my number one choice. So T'Challa, you are my number one. You're going, you're going number he's one. He's leading you're going I'm number one, huh? Jeez. All right. So we're going to go one to 10 then? That's where you're going to start? That's how I'm doing. One to 10. All right. Let's so my it. number one, <laughs> without question. Oh, no. Actually, I'm going to let Jay go first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Jay. Okay. okay. I'll, I won't be greedy because I run. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm running things here. So I'll, I'll defer to Jay. Oh, okay. okay. Well, whatever. Okay. So my number one choice may be a little cliche. But I'll explain. Uh, from the my one runs Captain America, because because I can't imagine having the Avengers without Cap. I can't. I can't imagine a, a character that is just like the glue that holds um, a team together like him. Uh, the guy is a strategist. And I think his his moral compass um, helps the just guide the the trajectory of of a team like this um, on missions when you know when when things are, are are looking bad, things are getting down. I think this guy has the ability to just to rally the troops. And um, I can't I don't know I can't think of anybody else. I can't even I can't even imagine an Avengers team without Cap. So. I couldn't choose somebody that was on the wrong side of the Civil War, but uh, I, <laughs> he's in my list. But I just had to say that. But okay, I'm, I, I like it, Jack. Oh. I I gotta I gotta give it up to Jay. That's why he got the hand clap. That that Corbin clearly was not a fan of. <laughs> Apparently, he got the hand clap because I'm right on board with Jay. Number one, Captain America. You can't choose a better leader. There's no better leader out there moral or otherwise to lead the Avengers. It's not Tony. It's not T'Challa, even though he's a fantastic character. I think when it comes down to it, doing the nitty gritty, doing the job that needs to get done and he's going to do it by all things means necessary. Captain America, Captain America is your Avengers leader. Hands down. I guess I can't argue with that. I mean, I feel like (laughs) I think we're using a lot of historical, uh, uh, a story, what's the word I'm looking for? Historical. Um, There's not a mission out there that the Avengers can tackle that Captain America isn't already prepared and equipped for. 
He's I mean, a super I soldier, you know. Over some of these guys. He's he's got what it takes to lead the Avengers. That's why he is considered the first Avenger, even though he wasn't part of the first Avengers team. Yeah, ironically speaking. No, I guess I don't know. I uh I'm with you. It, it makes it sense. It's a perfectly reasonable choice, but uh yeah. I'm with it. All right, got we're on number, number two. two. Uh I didn't realize that my team okay, so number two for me was Luke Cage. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then, then Blade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, I'm detecting an underlying now, right? theme here. <laughs> oh, and then you guys might not even know this one. Um, um, no, not and Event then Falcon Bishop, and, and then Bishop. Um, and then Bishop <laughs> and nice. then, um, do you guys remember? Uh, um, what's it called? Um, Sergeant Fury. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, um, Gabe Jones. He was the black guy who was with Sergeant Fury in this comic. <laughs> okay, no. Um, it's Tony Stark. <laughs> I mean, again, in this case, I, I, I like someone who is, he's Iron Man, for goodness sakes. He's the emotional heartbeat of this team. Because, let's face it, you're not getting a lot of, um, you're getting a lot of heart, you're getting a lot of courage, the intangibles out of a Captain America or a T'Challa. But we need someone who is actually confirmed like human in terms of making mistakes, being foolhardy at times, but is another, in just one of the top minds in comics. The financial backing is extraordinary. Knows how to rally a team with his charisma to get them together. I mean, he is the lifeblood of the Avengers. He was in the MCU. He'll be for my team. He is in general. Um, So good that he can go to the West Coast Avengers and make them a thing. So, yeah, Tony Tony Stark, huh? Tony Stark. Who comes in at number two for you, Jay? So, uh, number two for me is uh, Wolverine. And I'll, I'll tell you why. I, I Not only is the dude, like, just what, out of just, like, being the most savage, toughest dudes around, and it, virtually indestructible guy, but I think it's cool to have somebody on your team that when the leader's like moral compass kind of, um, uh, how should I say infringes on what, what actually has to be done. I think, I think like people like Wolverine, like black widow, like punisher, someone that's just not afraid to get their hands dirty. Um, it is, is essential on a team. And, and for my, you know, for my team, I, I picked Wolverine for that. Very nice. Okay. Number two for me is yes. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Well, we are getting weird for number think, two. Think about, think about that. Nightcrawler makes the a perfect Avengers team because anytime you need a stealth mission, he can teleport. He's got perfect hand-to-hand combat. He's a skilled swords fighter. You know, Nightcrawler maybe not ha- doesn't have the super abilities that most heroes do, the super strength and the physical attributes, but he can teleport, and he's a skilled fighter. I think he makes a, it makes him a perfect member of the Avengers, depending on the situation they're facing. Yeah, excellent. I can kind of get with that. All right. I, okay. I'm going number three now? Number three spot. Mm-hmm. All right. We need someone who can move. We need someone, you know, like to the teleportation and whatever um, for Nightcrawler. We need someone who is able to be a person... We need intelligence here. Bam. Back. You know what I mean? Scouting. Missions that involve stealth. I'm going Quicksilver, okay? I'm going Quicksilver. Solid choice. 
We know hand-to-hand combat. You can't go wrong with that gray hair. No. But also, I feel I'm looking at something now with a fighting team. We have some firepower with Tony. We have all-around hand-to-hand brilliance of T'Challa. We got to have someone out there who can Mavic, get to certain points, take out enemies from far away, kind of scout things out. And that's why I'm going quick here. Cool. I can't, I can't disagree with it with a little bit of Quicksilver love. There we yeah. go. Just a little, just a I, w- love, I wish love. I could find a reason not to add him, but <laughs> I, I got nothing. I think, I think it's a solid choice. Yeah. What, do you, what do you got, Jay? Number three. So for my number three, um, what you guys were saying about, about intelligence, espionage, mm. I think um, I was thinking along those lines also. And for me, um, for, for my team member that would take care of this aspect is uh, Sue Storm. I mean, you can't get much uh, sneakier than the Invisible Woman. Jessica Alba version? What's that? The Jessica Alba? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's a good uh, one. I'll, that's I'll always a good version. <laughs> Jay's like, oh, no, 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 not the Jessica Alba one, but... Well, just sure, just sure, looks-wise, yeah. that would be so good. From the 90s direct. <laughs> DVD version. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. Cool. Okay, Sue Storm. I like it. Let's see how the, how the, how did uh, Matt do the drafting for his spot here. So number three for me, I kind of went in. I, I kind of played on Jay's number two and Wolverine a little bit. Coming to the number three spot for me, I got X twenty three. Let's face nice. it, she's better than Wolverine. She was made to be better than Wolverine. She is the perfect killing machine she's got the the animantium claws in not only her hands but her feet she's got the perfect defense she's got the the healing she's just that that all-around perfect encompassed killing machine that is a heavy hitter you got right now you got captain america leading the way nightcrawler teleporting x23 in and just letting her go to town and she's clearing house so number three x23 is a no-brainer for me okay all right Cool, cool, cool. X23, number three for me. Yeah, X23 is a no-brainer for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, well, my number four, uh, I feel like he's someone who, again, I talked about emotion. He doesn't really have that, but he kind of brings the superhuman strength, the immovability. Um, You have the superhuman analytical capability of vision. I got to go with vision. I mean, the dude, we already saw all of his powers in the MCU. Take that, add like several different things to that in the comic version. Um, even take in the comics, the solar jewel, the, 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 I'm forgetting the stone now. What stone is it? The. He's got the mind stone, doesn't he? The mind stone. I was going to say the mind stone, but that seemed too obvious. Um, <laughs> yeah. The fact that, I mean, you know, you being able to be an AI to, to, to join that, to be a product of that. Um, someone who can look at things analytically and almost dispassionately, but just seeing, okay, a means to an end, you know? T'Challa has some of that as well, but we already know that with him and with Iron Man that we have some emotional um, barometers there. And Quicksilver is kind of a wild card on all of this, just as the lines of the Magneto and Scarlet Witch and everything there. So with Vision, you already have the superhuman power set that we would need on fighting. We also have someone who is mad intelligent and can make the decisions needed for the greater good. And for the Avengers, I think you need that person. And I think I have that person. So vision. I kind of feel like you're, uh, you're just going with the standard uh, Avengers team here, Corbin. I mean, listen, 
you can't. I, I've been expecting that just shock and awe moment. I'm hoping it's still coming because we're only on, on number is, four. But, exactly. But I, my shock and awe moments wouldn't be like number two. I, or never, number, number, I mean, <laughs> no offense to either y'all. The Wolverine didn't make my list at all. I didn't realize that. But I, I got some heavy hitters in the back. I got some heavy all right, hitters in the back. All right. I'm, all right, waiting all right. on the, I'm waiting by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I was wearing pants because let's be honest, we're all on. No one's wearing pants. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally from here. Down. I don't even have a, yeah. a bottom half of the shirt. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just a half shirt. A belly shirt on, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Got to let the airflow, man. That's funny. Right. So uh, for my number four, I chose somebody that. So Avengers deal, you know, not only deal with, with uh, foes here on Earth, but for. Uh, but they also deal with intergalactic threats, right? Threats that come from the, the deepest corners of the cosmos. So for somebody to, to deal with this kind of, to understand and deal with this kind of threat, I chose uh, Silver Surfer. Solid choice. Solid choice. The power's cosmic. Can't go wrong. No, you cannot. For nine, my number four coming in, you got to have that heavy hitter. You got to have someone with the power of God, of a God and the powers of Thor. And if you can't have Thor, why not the best, next best thing? My number four, Bader Ray fucking Bill. There you go. Bader Ray Bill, number four. Bader Ray Bill. Yes, sir. Okay. He fought, he fought Thor to a stalemate. And now that he's got the powers of Thor, with, along with Stormbreaker, he's, he's a no-brainer for me. Wow. Ray Bill number four. All right. All right. Well, I'm going with someone who also has some experience with Thor. Uh, well, a little bit back in the day. Um, and this one is, is a blast from the past. He joined the Avengers in Avengers 71. But I just liked him because he's a swords guy and a kicking guy at that. Black Knight, um, also known as Dane Whitman. Uh he was actually going to be uh, one of, I think it was the Masters of Evil. I have to look it up to make sure like what it was. But he was he was going to be, um, basically it was something passed down to him, and he was going to be a villain. And he turned out to go, no, you know what? I'm going to do the noble thing, the right thing. And um, I think he first started, he was, um, he battled with, I think he battled with the Avengers. His uncle was actually kind of brought to an end by Iron Man. And later joined them and was with them for a couple of years. And so he has hand-to-hand combat skills. He's a great swordsman. He's a war strategist. He's a master tactician in that area. And he has these cool weapons, a sword of light and the shield of night. And I feel like got those two. Where do you go wrong? That's some, not cosmic entity, but there's some supernatural elements there. In addition to being someone who, you know, was on both sides of the law. So you have that internal, um, uh, I, I, I want to say um, knowledge of what the villain might do there. And, and you're a swordsman, man. You're a swordsman. Also, I had to go with someone who actually formed an Avengers roster like early, early. So going back 40 years was nothing to me. So uh, Black Knight, Dane Whitman, uh, put your comic hats on for that one, y'all. Yeah. That's an unsu- that was a surprising one to me. There, that's a, that's that, a deep cut. There's that, that deep is. cut I've been waiting for. Instead of that run of the mill, <laughs> the run of the mill Avengers, that's that deep cut. What do you got? Number five, Jay. So um, mine's not so deep, but I think that uh, uh, a magical presence 
is is essential in a team. Uh, you know, and and I can't. If you can't play anybody... D what has D and D taught us? If that magical presence is <laughs> right. in any team you have, right? Right. So none other than uh, uh, Doctor Strange, than Stephen Strange, the master of mysticism. Um, yeah, I, I think it's essential. There you go. I don't know. I don't know how essential magic is, but I mean, like I just said, every D and D campaign has said otherwise. So I didn't put any magic in mine, but kudos to you for that one. Because I mean, I, I guess I kind of I thought a bit differently. I try to stay away from your normal Avengers when I'm building my team, and that's so why you admit that you're trying to be different. Well, no. So coming in at number five, I have Spider Man. <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Not Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Miles Morales, Spider-Man. If you're doing a mission okay. where you need stealth and you need invisibility, he's got that invisibility. He's got his Venom Blast, which is something that Peter Parker doesn't have that can come in handy to paralyze and to take out enemies. And then he's got the normal spider power. He's got the spider sense. He's got the strength. He's got the web shooters. He's the perfect replacement for your normal Peter Parker, Spider-Man with a little bit of an upgrade when it comes to the invisibility and the, uh, the venom blast. So for me, number five, Miles Morales. Oh, sweet. That's, that's, that's not bad. It's for me. I went to another iteration of a hero. Um, er, going ultimate Iron Man. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? What's better than one Iron Man on your team than two, right? Especially the ultimate version. No, I feel like every king needs a queen. Got to make my man, man happy. I'm going in line with the, the subplot of this team. I'm sure we're catching the drift. I got to grab Storm to go along with this team. Someone who is a great leader, led the X-Men for a while. So we have, again, more of those capabilities, like I was mentioning before. You have something to control the elements. I mean, it's literally in her name, Storm. You have the experience with the X-Men there. She can draw back on missions and stuff from that. The chemistry with T'Challa, I think, will be important, not only for, for T'Challa, but for, for our team. And I can't go wrong with someone out there who could use their power set in a different way for this team, as I'm trying to build for different levels of combat. And so that's why Storm has to be there. Yeah. And well, she's got that uh, that pickpocketing skill. So you, oh, know, you never know right. when that might come in handy, you know? Well, I mean, you're right. You're right. You got, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. There we go. Yeah, all of yours have made had just barely made just barely didn't make my my main team. Wow. Storm almost. I was trying to find a way to fit Storm in there and but she didn't do it. Just barely got squeezed out. But I feel like So um what are we up to? 5? Uh, number number six. 6. Oh, we're on yeah, number 6. Okay, 6 um is so here here's the weird thing. I always thought it was so funny that Marvel has so many telepaths and and DC hardly has any. Um, but anyway, so I, I think that that's another aspect uh, to, to cover on a team. You, you need someone who, who can defend your team against psychic attacks as well as, as dole it out. So... Uh, for my number six is um, Phoenix, Jean Grey. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. It, that is a wild card for that Avengers team, I might say. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it's out. Okay. What you got <laughs> I, I, I'm stepping on what you're dropping because I think we got the same uh, the same wavelength there in, in one spot. But 
Uh, my number six is when you're thinking of an Avengers team, you want a team that's just absolutely unbeatable, that can stand up against any threat, whether it's home or cosmic. So I had to go with someone that had unbeatable in their name, and that's the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. She took down Thanos by herself with a pack of squirrels. Do I need to say anything more? Okay. Squirrel Girl, unbeatable Squirrel Girl is a no-brainer for my Avengers team. All right. Okay. I got to go with it, I guess. I mean, we're going, we're we're reaching real deep now. We're doing some uh, Matrix-level stretching to put Squirrel Girl taking out Thanos there, but no, I'm fine. She did it. She did it. It happened. (laughs) All right, number seven for me. I also kind of went the same way that Matt did as far as picking a Spider-Man. Also not picking the Peter Parker Spider-Man, but I went a different direction. 29. I was going to say, my man Matt (laughs) took Mr. Uh, Morales. I had to take Mr. O'Hara. I took Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 29. You got superhuman agility, reflexes, telepathy in some cases. He's been known to communicate with others on that level. Durability, you got accelerated vision, you have fangs, you have the healing factor. I mean, you have the kicking costume, you have, I love the whole supernatural, not supernatural, um, futuristic is the word I was looking for, element of it all. I had to go with the Spider Man like that, and I think that his skill set uh, works for me in a, in a better way than maybe a Miles Morales would, who was a close call. It's sad that Peter Parker didn't even make it for me, but um, I even went to the Marvel Encyclopedia, and let me see, I have my doc here pulled up. I'm on the power grid. Uh, O'Hara is four on intelligence, four on strength, four on speed, three on durability, two on energy projection, and two on fighting skills. But when you have all those other superhuman attributes, I, I don't think that the hand-to-hand is that bad or, or that much of a knock by not having it. So uh, Mr. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, is on the list for me at number seven. I, I have to admit, when you have a Spider-Man on your team, I don't think you want him to be your weak link. And I think so far on the team you're dropping, Miguel O'Hara is your weak link. But he's a dang good weak link, though. Uh, he's a dang good weak link. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, even, I just told you he has some, some – I think it's him and some of that telepathy. Kudos they, to you go, for going deep enough to pull up the power grid, though, too. Like, Yeah. Oh, I pulled – I, I, <laughs> I went in. He has computer skills if we want to stretch that even more. Um, there was one comic where he – I think – what did he do? He had hit so, like multiple – like he had a good vision that I could say marksman is like – I don't know. I'm, I'm stretching here. The point is, he, he's decent, okay? He's had <laughs> training on fighting as far as hand-to-hand. But I feel he's good. And I think that we can negate some of that fighting for the fact that the dude has fangs. I mean, I don't got to do all that much to bite you. I got venom. I I'm just saying. Re- that's reaching, but I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'll give it to you. Oh, man. <sighs> What you got right. at number seven? At number seven, I, I'm going along the lines of of Matt's Matt's necessity to have uh, an Asgardian and to have just somebody that's just that's going to you know kick butt. And um, while choosing like a, a Thor, uh, but a, but little less pompous, a little more grounded. W- one of my surprise. Uh, for me, one of the surprise hits after um, that whole Secret Wars was uh, Jane Foster Thor. Um, she, again, she's just powerful, non-pompous, and yet powerful enough to take on Asgardian threats. And uh, that's why she's my number seven. Dang. 
surprised the whole cancer thing wasn't a, a knock to to not add her on there. But I guess well, she's she, got she's got she gets rem- she she's gets. in remission while she's yeah. Thor. So uh, yeah, that's true. Okay. But um, my number seven is like you got you got the Tony Starks out there, right? You want someone who, if you're gonna have an Avengers team like mine, is built on stealth, getting in quietly, hitting hard, and getting out. And you want someone who who can maybe get get into places a man in a giant iron suit can't get. A man who questionably might be a little bit smarter than than Tony Stark in some aspects. So I had to go with my number seven. Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards. Wow, excellent. All right, he's got he's your tech guy. He's got your your intelligence. He, he the ability to to stretch any part of his body, and I mean any part of his body. Hello, ladies. Easy, easy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's the okay. ultimate addition to an Avengers team. He is fantastic. Okay, I'm just kidding. All right, cool, cool. All right, so we're on number eight now. Yep, number eight. Mm-hmm. I was going to go with someone traditional, um, and then I said, let me do some research. Found someone who was briefly a member of the Avengers for a time. Um, for you comic book heads, Avengers 329, check it. He was given probationary membership, which is close enough for me. We are going with Mr. William Baker, better known as Mr. Flint Marco, better known as Mr. Sandman. Oh, Wow. Yes. You're not a villain. Indeed. I I was yeah. trying to stay away from the I, yeah. I don't yeah. get there, but that's a that's a there's a there's a curveball. I told you I had some curves in there for you. You know, we already know his power set being able to use his sand to literally transform into a variety of weapons. I'll um, just throw sh- some water sh- on him and turn him uh, in <laughs> <laughs> Being able to form gigantic size to the point that you need a lot of water. I mean, um, from a skill from a strictly power um, set like s- position. I think that he's one of the stronger members. He's been an ally off and on of Spider-Man. I was going to use Peter Parker, but I think by using Miguel O'Hare, we have a little nice change of pace here between the two. And I couldn't, I have more heavy hitters coming, but this is where the last three were kind of filled out with heavy hitter roles. So he is one of those spots, Mr. Sandman. You got the only guy in your Avengers team that could be thwarted by a drunk dude at a bar who's ready to break that seal, huh? <laughs> Turn into, from sand to mud. You're real punk. quick. <laughs> real quick. All right, what you got? Number eight, Jay. So for my number eight, um, uh, he Corbin already had him on his on his team, but I I figured so I, I started thinking about resources, you know, funding, and and so you, you got either Tony Stark. I think it's I think it's or, funny that you just mentioned Corbin. Resources and funding all in the same sentence. Just, <laughs> oh. things, that's something Corbin is is non-existent. In his life is funding, <laughs> and so you got you got oh, Tony Stark or or T'Challa, you know, and who who is is kind of like easier to work with here? Who who has the non-ego? Oh, I'm you waiting know, to hear Jay tell me who's easy to work with here because all I hear about is not easy to work with. Who's a little bit less of a kind of a douche? And that's T'Challa, in my opinion. So I kind of went with T'Challa for for my number eight. Wakanda forever, huh? That's how we have to do it. <laughs> so um, my number eight kind of comes in. Uh, Jay had her, I believe, two spots higher at six. But I have Jean Grey at number eight for all the same reasons you did. I feel like the Avengers need that, that telepath. They need that 
if they don't have that mystical, magical powered um, being like Scarlet Witch, you've got uh, Jean Grey. The next best thing would be a, a, a telepath. So Jean Grey for me. I was going to go Xavier. I was like, he already leads the X-Men. Yeah. Let's or I was, almost went Emma Frost. Emma too, Frost too. Yeah. But let's let's A little too unpredictable. Let's give Jean Grey a little bit of shine here. I like it. So that's right. my number eight. For my number nine, I um, was thinking, okay, I needed these are two priorities for me. I needed some more muscle, and I needed a unique color. And I was like, you know what? I have green. I have She-Hulk. I have Hulk. But what's better than green? Okay, let me not get myself in trouble. I chose Luke. <laughs> I it's chose- so fun when you get yourself in trouble. That's the funnest part. <laughs> I can see myself going down Treasure's path there. I chose Luke Cage, did my research, got the comic that he was in. Remember um, Avengers Disassembled? They had the new Avengers. New Avengers number three. Check it out. He was an Avenger. Boom. We already know his power set. The dude is darn near indestructible. Just built as I don't know what. Always bet on black. Even though Blade said it, I'm taking it. (laughs) So uh, Luke Cage, number nine. Nice. Who you got at number nine, Jay? So... In recent issues of the X Force, um, every every team needs the guy in the chair or girl in the chair, right? Somebody that's kind of overseeing things, kind of like always in the earpiece, uh, guiding the t- you know the the, t- the boots on the ground. And number nine recent- has Genki from Amazing <laughs> from <laughs> Spider Man or Ned it, in the movies. Yeah, I'm just kidding. And in- in recent in recent issues of X Force, um, Beast made a really good guy in the chair. Um, the dude was was smart. He was calm, collected, and that's that's what you need from a guy that's that's guiding the, the team on the ground. So for not for my number nine is is uh, Hank McCoy. Oh. That's a good one. I believe he's been an Avenger before too, so mm-hmm. that that's a good one. Um, <clears throat> my number nine, I I went with thinking that second in command kind of guy. You need that guy that can can pick up if if your Captain America falls, your your leader falls. That guy who's also got that military background, that, that no nonsense kind of guy. The guy that can get in and get the job done. And at number nine, I went with. Agent Venom, Flash Thompson. That's good. Solid choice. I like it. Noble guy. Got obviously the Venom symbiote being very powerful. I like it. So he's got his military background and and as long and and to go with the Venom and the abilities that come with Venom, you can't you can't go wrong with the second in command like Agent Venom, Flash Thompson. All right. So for my number 10, I figured, you know what, it's not all about, you know, the battle and, you know, having to gear our mind to what is the best team to fight. Sometimes we need to relax and to kick back and, and fight or things. So I needed a character who, you know, could get their way around the team. You know, everybody could have a crack with the, with the member of this team and, you know, it'd be a way for them all to unwind together. So I went back and looked through the Marvel swimsuit editions. And nice. I'm gonna go with She-Hulk, but I like Psylocke better. I was gonna say Psylocke was always the one that looked the best in those. I, I don't know if she's actually an Avenger. 
didn't get enough to my research there, but the 10th spot was like a throwaway spot to me. Just someone to, you know, hey, I, I know Tatal's having a bad, well, Tatal has storm. I mean, I get Tatal in trouble. I know that Iron Man's having a bad day. Let's just not lock to him. You know what I mean? Just, just you know, someone to liven up team a little bit, aesthetically speaking. Um, also, I mean, we already know her power set. So, boom. You but, have uh, that so eye candy, so your Avengers team walks around with mega huge hard rock boners, huh? So you went with Psylocke. Rock hard, baby. Yeah, here you know. I mean, I got a good looking team already as is. So I, I, can't, the I can't do this battle. I got to go home. Why? What's wrong with you? I, I don't want to say. Do you have a boner right now? A huge mega hard rock boner. Got to go oh, home. Really hard, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that, that, that to close my team is that pick. Um, yeah. Psylocke. We already know her strengths. We might not even need him for that, but it really just cements that my team is going to be a good-looking roster. Jay cool. coming in at number 10, the final spot. So my number 10, uh, see, so again, I, I was looking at all, all the threats out there, you know, all the different ways um, uh, foes can be coming at you, right? So one of the ways I, I figured was the supernatural threat. And in recent issues of Avengers, this guy is on the roster and surprisingly it works. And I'm talking about uh, blade. Um, he he kind of takes over like, like the street level that like Hawkeye or, or black widow had covered in, in previous rosters. And it just uh, it it works. Um, he fits in, and I think there's none other to, to none other guy I'd want to, to battle you know some sort of supernatural monster threat than this guy. Um, so that's that's my number ten. I like it. My number ten. You need that smooth talker when you have Avenger, <laughs> when you have an Avengers team that's built like mine. You need, like I said, for a mission that's that's stealth, get in, hit hard, get out. You need that smooth talker. You need that master criminal. You need that guy who's got that background, that quick pickpocket, that that master thief that can get in and out of any situation. My number ten, you got the the prince of the bayou himself, Gambit. <laughs> That's a good one. Gambit man. coming in at number ten to to pull or to finish off my Avengers team. I don't think you can go wrong with with someone like Gambit on your side. Could talk himself oh. out of a situation or blast himself out, whatever, whatever he's got to do. And he, he kind of takes up, he's kind of, he's kind of like your Clinton Barton, like you were saying, your Hawkeye, but a little bit of spice, a little bit of Cajun spice on top of it. So, so mm-hmm. Cajun, huh? I see your weak spot. He just speaks Cajun. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> I was like, raging Cajun. There we go. Yeah. I mean, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be a hoot for the team when they bring in Popeyes. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Have some more extra spicy petite. Wow. <laughs> uh, that, that was, I mean, honorable mention. I'm just going to run through. I had three. I had Daredevil, I had Punisher, and I had She-Hulk. Uh, Daredevil and Punisher were too street level, um, either street level, too little for me, and or morally ambiguous, and or it was either you or Luke Cage between She-Hulk. So that's why they were left off. That was a good honorable. Did you have any honorable mentions, Jay? Yeah, um, so I had uh, Magic, Ileana Rasputin. That would be a good one. Yeah, um, Polaris, because, uh, again, a non-pompous Magneto. Mm-hmm. Um, Medusa 
from Inhumans, um, kind of my like my second in command. Uh, Emma Frost, like we're talking, but she's just a little bit too nutso. And uh, Kitty Pride, again the espionage thing. Nice. Yeah, my honorable mentions were uh, that didn't that just narrowly made missed making my list were Kitty Pride, like you just said. I had Doctor Doom, Charles Xavier. Those those were my kind of my three honorable mentions. And I, and I flirted with putting She-Hulk on there because like you need that so strong you need that strong Hulk type character I think, but you kind of get that in my team with Beta Ray Bill. So you, you don't that Beta Ray Bill is kind of a mixture. So I, I I left her off. But there you go, guys. There's our Avengers team. Let's go ahead and run through our entire list one more time, starting with Corbin. Who makes up your Avengers team one more time? All right, the super awesome, mega spectacular Avengers team. <laughs> Black Panther, Iron Man, Vision, Quicksilver, Black Knight. Do your research, folks. <laughs> Spider-Man 2099, Sandman, Luke Cage, and Psylocke. That's 10. Jay? I, I like I like Psylocke. I wish I would put Psylocke online. <laughs> um, so mine is um, Captain America, Wolverine, Invisible Woman, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, Jean Grey, Jane Foster, uh, Black Panther, Beast, and Blade. It's a strong setup to you. And uh, so my Avengers team is Captain America, Nightcrawler, X-23, Beta Ray Bill, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Squirrel Girl, Mr. Fantastic, uh, Jean Grey, Agent Venom, and Gambit. So now this is where you, the listener, get to come in. If you're watching us live on YouTube or listening to us back on uh, Monday or Tuesday when this gets put out, most likely Tuesday because Monday is uh, we put out Absolute Geek and I don't want to cross those two shows. So most likely Tuesday when this goes out for you listeners, um, tell us, you get to vote. You can vote on YouTube. The eye above my head right here. Vote and tell us who had the best Avengers team. Was it Corbin? Was it Jay? Or was it myself? Who who you think picked the best Avengers team, and we'll uh, we'll award a winner and we'll announce it next week on next week's week's show, hopefully, if people participate. And mine is in the chats if you're interested. There you go. <laughs> Corbin's team is in the chat, and I, I might uh, I might add it on there too to to kind of refresh everyone's memory about who had what team in the the Facebook page and stuff, so you can go vote there or, like I said, in the eye above my head. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Spinner Act. Do you guys have anything else you want to kind of touch on comic book-wise before we end today? Um, any, anything else you want to get off your chest? No, I'm good. Anything going on in the comic book industry that you're... Are you guys excited about DC coming back? Are you guys excited that we're getting back to maybe going to be able to get new comics here soon? Okay, so what? how are these guys coming back is it through diamond or are they using different channels right now dc is shipping books there's a small amount of books um that should already be at your your lcs whenever they open up depending on how your your state is doing its corona reopening um they should already have a shipment there they're using two different distributors right now and then once as far as i'm aware diamond gets back up and running i don't know if they're going to still go through diamond that kind of hasn't really been they say they're committed to Diamond, but we don't know. That really hasn't been worked out yet. Um, so they're going to be going through multiple distributors. Marvel's sticking with Diamond. Every other, Everyone else is sticking with Diamond. DC's kind of the only one that's oh. ventured off into these other two. 
Uh, Marvel, we don't know when they're coming back. They're saying people speculation is end of May. Marvel himself is saying not until June. In the middle of June, we won't see Mar- till you know. So who knows? Mm. There's so much information squirreling around out there. You don't know what really to to kind of believe. We'll stay on top of it for you guys, and we'll keep you updated on what your what your uh, local LCS or is doing. Well, maybe not your local LCS, but what Diamond is doing and how books are getting to your local LCS, I should say. So, you know, when you can go back to that store and continue being those Wednesday warriors that you all are, I'm sure. Yeah, I yeah. just can't wait for books to come. Like, that's the exciting thing for me. Back issues are fun. Trade paybacks are my thing always. But books, I mean, just having them come back and being able to talk about them and discuss them will be fun again. Um, yeah. so. I mean, like I said, this not having weekly books has been nice because it's allowed me to save up a little bit of funds and and dive into those more expensive books that before I wasn't because you're getting books every Wednesday. Not having books for a few weeks has kind of made that nice, but I'm ready. I'm ready to get going. We had a lot of good storylines going on that kind of got left hanging in the air by all this. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with DC moving forward and Diamond and Marvel and and local LCSs and see hopefully your local LCS is in good enough shape to where they're able to come back after all this because it's it's been hard on them too. But yeah, but you know one other thing I wanted to touch on really quick is Corbin mentioning um, Wizard Magazine. I I truly believe that the comics industry suffers because of uh, the absence of Wizard Magazine. Um, I know you were saying that you you weren't around, you know, you weren't into Wizard when it was new. Yeah, but, dude, there was, it was, it was like just the way they're written. They're like a like a comics fanzine, you know. They're they're fun, they're informative, and it just like it just brought the comic book community together in, in a way that since it's gone, nothing else really has. And, uh, I mean, you used to be able to get wizard magazine at like, you know, Walgreens or circle K's. They'd just be sitting there, you know, and they'd have like all the, the, their casting, like their, their fan casting departments and just, um, interviews. And it was just really, um, just a comprehensive little, you know, mag monthly magazine that just kind of united the, the comic book community. And I, I really, really miss it. I wish there was something out there that, that would do that, but there I, isn't. No, I agree. I also think it just had more of a direct line of the industry to fans. There wasn't a lot of all the projecting and hot takes that you see. Yeah. There was some interesting things in there, but for the most part, it was a mostly reputable ma- magazine. And so, so the comments and, and, information was mostly stuff that you could reference you know you had that direct interaction with i'm reading now jim lee and others who were able to go on there for a feature on their new book to promo that or talk about when they're leaving or whatever the case may be inside stories i'm developing and and, you know the rise of technology and i'm sure other things kind of made that obsolete in some ways but also i think there's just a lack of general understanding of how the books really work and how the comic industry works outside of those real hard fans and you're right like it does seem like it filled a gap for those in addition to the fan casting and comic movie related stuff that you're referencing jay so i'm with you as i I collect them and pick them up and read them i'm like wow like something like this would be awesome you know right now you have bleeding cool and things of that sort combination all that but something that was not only just for the information the latest news you know but also 
stuff that was about the industry, the high and low rising books and everything of that sort that someone could pick up and go, wow, okay, this is what I need to be investing in. This is what I need to keep an eye out for in the market, whatever the case may be. And it's, it's, it's a shame, but yeah, I agree with you. See, I don't think the market's there for Wizard Magazine anymore, and I think that's why it doesn't exist. You got, you've got podcasts now. You've got podcasts like us that do fan casting and talk about all this stuff. You've got Bleeding Cool. You've got Comic Nation. You've got ComicBook.com. You've got uh, Comic Book Resources. Like you've got all these sites out there and these blogs that do what um, Wizard did for its time. Wizard was great because it got that information out there to the consumer when they couldn't access it so quickly yeah. and now you can access that information if, if dan slots leaving you know Mar uh, iron man we heard about that within hours when yes. dan did yeah. it got fired we heard about that within minutes yeah, you know yeah. so it, it was cool though but because you had all that in one spot and in some of those that you mentioned they're very tabloidish they're well, very opinionated. And I'm glad some I of them said that because you get all of that in one spot every Friday night on Absolute Geek Podcast, 7 30 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. No. Or not Eastern, but 7 30 p.m. Arizona time, right here on YouTube. Right here on this very channel. Some of the pod I'm not saying Absolute Geek or, or us especially, but there's a lot of podcasts out there, comic book related podcasts, that clearly do not know what they're talking about. And it's it's frustrating to hear. And don't um, I know it? Yes, you know, the, know. the guys in Wizards seemed like, you know, they knew their stuff. And if you're going to print something, you you know, you better make sure it's right, you know, or the, the, the information is, is as factual as you can, as you can confirm it, not just off the cuff, you know, internet rumors, you know, it, all that is such BS. And, and I hate, I, I'm not a fan of any of that. So um, for that reason, yeah. It, but like you, you know, there like there are certain websites that do seem more legit than others, and yeah, yeah. There's, there's just not a there's not a market for it anymore. It's a product of a bygone time, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. A anything else, guys? I'm good. <laughs> All right. God, yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. Our uh, yeah, well, today on this relaunch of uh, Tales from the Spinner Rack. We're going to try to be here every Sunday, 3 o'clock Arizona time to bring you guys all that sweet, sweet comic book review and news love. Um, but if this is your first time finding us, hopefully it is because we're a new show here on YouTube. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you had a good time. Leave a comment below. Let us know what you think your top 10 Avengers team would be. Um, if you're listening to this on the playback, when we drop it, got to still discuss with the guys what days we want to drop the playback for the audio listeners. Make sure to leave us a review. Hit that like, you know, make sure to subscribe and leave us reviews. It will always help us in the podcasting standings. Um, and for this week's episode of Tales from Spinnerack, I'm Matt. I'm Corbin. And I'm Jay. Saying remember to support your local comic shops. Keep them bagged and boarded. Wash your hands. And we'll see you right here next week. Same Spinnerack time. Same Spinnerack channel. <laughs> for more of that lovely, lovely comic goodness as we oh, would love to your ears with that comic knowledge.